Chapter 9, Divine Remus doesn't talk to him for days after their last encounter in front of the fire. Teddy finally leaves, returning home with his mum, the woman just as bright and spunky as she'd been the first time Sirius had seen her. He's curious about their situation, but Remus has never offered up any information, and Sirius decides it's likely better not to ask. He wouldn't gain a response now anyhow. He floats through his days in a half-haze, everything around his vision dampening with fog at the oddest of times. Remus has work, and he leaves the flat for incredibly long stretches of time, and though he hasn't been the person for conversation, simply having him around had somehow kept Sirius grounded. With him gone, Sirius finds himself waking up in that same place on the floor more often than when the other man is occupying their now shared home. His head never stops aching, but Sirius has found that in his moments of distraction with Remus, he notices it less. When Remus is gone or blatantly ignoring him as he's done for nearly three days, Sirius feels as though there are symbols crashing inside his ears, rattling his skull until he's nearly blind from the pain. Sirius tells himself he's fine with the way things are, so long as he ignores the entirety of his situation. If he focuses solely on the silent flatmate aspect of it, he can try to lie and convince himself he's used to being alone. But he knows that's not true. Sirius hasn't been completely alone since he was eleven and took that first fateful train ride that had led him to James. Even during their holidays when he'd been forced to return home, there had always been letters. And try as he might, Sirius can't truthfully say he'd been alone before that either. He'd had Regulus, back before everything had fractured so drastically between them forever. He thinks he might be going a little mad with the silence of it all. Remus isn't the sort to talk to himself. He doesn't perform loud activities. He's a reader, listens to softer music when he indulges at all, though Sirius is guessing he's refraining out of some sort of spite. Sirius takes to following him around the flat whenever the other man is home, simply trying to pull some sort of reaction from him. He moves things about, holds them out of reach so that Remus will be forced to interact with him. Sirius chatters incessantly at times, until his mouth is dry with no hope of relief, but nothing works. Remus remains quiet, mouth sealed closed, eyes slipping over Sirius almost as though he doesn't exist at all. Sirius slowly begins to retreat, feels as though he's fading from reality, whatever tentative hold he has on this world slipping away like quickly falling grains of sand through an hourglass. He falls quiet, no longer speaks himself. He stops harassing Remus because what's the point if he's only going to keep being ignored? He starts to wonder, as he sinks, his colors dulling out as he drifts deeper and deeper into a corner, that it's possible he doesn't exist anymore. The first time Remus caves and finally speaks to him again, it takes Sirius a while to register it. The words missed around him, his mind refusing to grasp on and hold them for any measure of time. He blinks once, slowly, and then again when he notices a body crouched in front of him, brown eyes locked on his face, something concerning flickering through them. Sirius, he repeats, hand reaching out to grip over Sirius's shoulder. Are you all right? The words, as they leave Remus's tongue, sound like a choir, a collection of divine voices raising rooftops and rattling glass in its sash. Sirius startles a bit, mouth parting slightly in surprise. Me, he questions, 
pointing at himself. Remus frowns, his fingers digging in a little deeper as serious glances around, only realizing now that he's seated on the floor beside the window, the gray haze of the day casting a softness over them. Then he's lurching forward, shifting to his knees. His arms wind their way around the other man, clamping down tightly. The force of it knocks Remus backwards from where he's balancing on the balls of his feet, backside connecting hard with the rug behind the sofa. He grunts a bit, sounding mildly irritated, but Sirius can't focus on it, the relief coursing through him too strong and overwhelming. I'm real, he breathes out, sounding mystified and disbelieving. He feels Remus tense briefly under his hold, but then the other man is relaxing, his own arms wrapping Sirius up without any further hesitation. Yes, you're real, he says quietly. You're real, and I'm sorry. I won't ignore you again. I'm sorry.